For the cold open of the one-year anniversary special of SP Unfurled and Friends, I got us a couple really awesome anniversary presents. This is especially cool if you like the Dan Lebetard show with Stugatz, just like Unfurled and I. And if you don't, you probably should because they're a pretty big influence on what we do here. When those guys left ESPN, they immediately signed up for Cameo, which is a service where you can pay celebrities to basically say happy birthday or get well soon or whatever you want. You may have heard of it when you heard Smokey Robinson say Chinooka instead of Hanukkah a couple months ago. Anyways, when they went on sale on Cameo, I bought a couple right off the rip. It was actually a great steal compared to what John Rothstein was charging. At one point, he was charging 250 bucks to do the same canned lines. Gotta be kidding me. Anyways, Stugatz and Greg Cody, take it away. Hey, it's Stugatz. A shout out to the SB Unfurled and Friends podcast. SB Unfurled Podcast. It's about St. Bonaventure basketball. The bodies. Let me tell you guys something, okay? I'm kind of good at this podcasting thing. Me and Dan, we kind of know what we're doing. You might want to broaden your topics if we're just talking St. Bonaventure basketball. That's all I'm saying. I, I love the Bonnies like anyone else, but you might want to broaden your topics out to more than just St. Bonaventure basketball. That's all I'm saying. I'm also told that Mark Schmidt is their head. Oh, you want a hot, a hot take? Ah, uh, Mark Schmidt, the Bonnie St. Bonaventure out of the A-10. Solid backcourt play, experienced backcourt play, and they have one of the best forwards in the country. And so I'm telling you, Great experience backcourt play, a great scoring small forward, and a great, great coach like Mark Schmidt. Don't be surprised if the Bonnies come out as A-10 champions. How about that? Uh, they also say they have a new lax team, and their AD, Tim Kenny, loves the show. Okay, if you want me to send something to Tim, that's going to cost you an extra $39.99 or whatever the price is now. I think it's like $575. I have no idea where they said it. Uh, that's on Addison. He's my caddy. He takes me through that. I call him Caddison, okay? He sets the price wherever. Uh, if you have a new lax team and you're looking to hire a coach, I might or might not be available. I have no idea. Uh, but feel free to reach out to me. And if you want me to do something for Tim, again... Gonna cost you some extra cash. Anyway, uh, big shout out to SB Unfurled and Friends, St. Bonaventure Basketball Podcast. Listen, I'll try it. I'll try to give it a listen, but I'm telling you right now, okay? Broaden those topics. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Keep grinding, keep doing it. And uh, perhaps, uh, you know, at some point in the future, if millions of people start to fall in love with the bodies, you guys are then, you're onto something. You were ahead of your time, all right? Good luck with it, guys. Thanks. Hey, all. How you doing? I want to give a shout out to SB Unfurled, the podcast about St. Bonaventure basketball. Um, I have an Aunt Bonnie, by the way, so you and I have a lot in common. By the way, catch the next Greg Cody Show podcast because we're devoting an entire episode to Bob Lanier and the 1970 Final Four. How about that? By the way, I got that a month ago, and since then, Greg Cody has not devoted a podcast to Bob Lanier. Go ahead and harass him on Twitter if you want. And for that Aunt Bonnie joke, Greg, I gotta hit you with one of these. But really, thank you both for taking my money. SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 22, hashtag rank the Bonnies.
Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 22. Little Bot X here with SB Unfurled. It is our one-year anniversary podcast. We started this on January 30th, 2020. So it's been a year with SB Unfurled and Friends, and we have a hell of a game to be previewing for you coming up this Saturday at St. Louis. I don't know how you could feel anything other than pure excitement and joy heading into this. Rank the bodies. Yeah, Monday morning. <laughs> we have a long way to go based on last week to get ranked. And then if we can take care of business, I really think next Monday, there's a good chance we could be in the top 25. But I feel, I mean, our team is clicking on all cylinders. What else can you say? Yep. Um, it was great to see big games from guys who had been streaky. Um, you know, Adaway didn't take a shot in the first half and we were still just crushing it. Um, and it's just like, like we said before, you never know who's going to have the hot hand. Lofton does a great job finding that guy. And that's why we're so dangerous. I was so happy about Saturday's game, not only because we did what I ex- expected slash hoped we would do to uh, George Mason, but we really engaged Oshun on offense for the first time since probably Hofstra. He had almost a double-double in the first half. He was just doing very well. And I'm sure, and I know there are other people who were doing very well on the team too. But the fact that he specifically got engaged on offense is a huge deal for us. Yeah, I thought it was good to see him um, impose his will inside offensively. And when plays break down, if he can be that that guy that we go to uh, underneath, kind of like on defense when, you know, if a play breaks down defensively, he's there waiting and he can be that great equalizer underneath. That kind of happened against George Mason. We could see that going forward. Um, I mean, he was 8 of 11, which is, you know, super efficient, but it, it kind of felt like there were games in this A-10 slate where he was only taking, um, you know, three or four shots. I mean, Add to yeah. Duquesne, he only took three shots. Fordham and Richmond, he only had four or five shots. So it was good to see him get involved. Uh, he missed a very early layup that it didn't look very good. It didn't look like he was set or focused. And I said, oh, man, I hope he doesn't you know, shut down or lose his confidence. He did the exact opposite. It was like he the, the most confident we've seen him since the Akron game, really. If he can get going offensively and Welch is hitting from deep, this team is Super, super tough to beat. This was the game I wanted to see out of him, especially like we talked about in the first half. He was just so dominant, just able to create his own shots down low. Yeah. I was just so impressed. Yeah. If you have a dominant big man, that really helps a lot. Oh, yeah. It's it's the difference maker in college basketball. Uh, it really yes. is. You know, you saw him even against a guy like Soriano for Fordham. He was 0 for 4 against Fordham. And you're just like, man you got to give him opportunities to go to work because he should not be 0-4 against almost any team, let alone Fordham. And the games against Duquesne, I mean, he did okay at home against Duquesne, I think, but at Duquesne, he didn't really get going too much either, and that was a lot because of foul trouble, I think, too. Both of those teams have a good defensive big man. So does George Mason. Um, A.J. Wilson, a, a very good defensive big man, but all the more reason to just be so impressed with Ocean and hopefully – that's the confidence that he and Welch can use to kind of catapult this team into their last, hopefully, last half of the, the A-10 slate. 
I was just so impressed with how we were from the opening tip, whether it was A.J. Wilson or whoever that we would face down at the four from George Mason. I, I really wasn't expecting us to be that strong down low, especially because we only have Jalen Attaway or whoever else at the four up against some of their bigger players. And we were just on top of them right from the start. Yeah. And it, these are games in the past where you feel like we would get out to a eight, nine, 10 point lead, whether it's 10 minutes in or whatever. And you would say, man, I just wish we could cruise to an easy win. And that never, and it, it rarely seemed to happen. Even with our great teams, it seems like we would let teams back in. You know, this one is just a wire to wire ass kicking, to be honest. And I mean, it, it's it's very impressive because we do have, you know, a, almost a new version of the the Iron Man five and the same guys against VCU and against, you know, Duquesne Mason the last few games. They just look they they still look fresh 40 minutes in. I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say, really, but uh, a wire to wire win was very, very satisfying. Like I said last week, we shouldn't have to sweat any of these out. Um, I think this is a, a team that's makeup is is made to handle these teams. Even if you have an off shooting night, the defense and the experience and the balance, patience and the good coaching is going to keep you in games. Yeah, well, we don't need to sweat out every detail. Let's get to the most important part of our anniversary podcast. We're doing something called, wait for it, the Schmitty Awards. Do it. The Schmitty Awards. I am excited for the Schmitty Awards. It's already been a year since we put out this podcast, and there have been some great, great memories, great bits, cold opens, guests, A10 fans, you name it. Um, you had the idea to, to kind of recap the year with our best moments. I love the idea. You're the one putting it all together. I, I couldn't be more excited. And, I, you know, I, I usually listen once, and that's it. I'm pumped to go back and hear all this stuff, honestly. So the Schmitty Awards, for those who aren't quite sure what we're going to be doing here, the Schmitty Awards are kind of based off of something from the Levitard show, which is a huge influence on both of us and a lot of the stuff that we do here that you may or may not enjoy. But basically, they do something called the Suey Awards when they play the best sounds over the course of the last year. They usually do it right before football season. We're doing this on our one-year anniversary. So we're going to go ahead and check out our first category for Best A-10 Fan, and it includes somebody that we'll be hearing from a little later. And now the Schmitty nominees for Best Atlantic 10 Fan, Episode 2, Captain Bia for St. Bonaventure. Is there a way to verbalize like the stench of what the beer head has been through? We normally for breeze it or lie it down only after every game, so it smells like beer a little bit. You know, of course it smells like beer. But it smells like yeah, beer. That's really it. Perfect. Episode six, Zach Miller from St. Louis. Fuck Tyler Ralphs. <laughs> I got thrown out of the student section on senior night because of that asshole. His last game, I think, is a is a Bonnie. You guys did t- Tyler Ralphs is a douchebag, and he went off. He had the game of his freaking life. <laughs> Mr. Basketball, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Episode 7, Petey Buckets from George Mason. My Uncle Vinny is a Bonnie, and I think I told you this story when we did a little re- uh, game preview. He's like five foot two. He's just this little old world Italian. He's kind of crazy. He's hilarious. He'll be um, he'll be pulling for the Bonnies. Whenever I talk to a Bonnies fan on Twitter, I sort of imagine that I'm talking to my Uncle Vinny. <laughs> episode 8, Ryan Paleo from George Washington. I don't have Stadium. I just have BSPN Plus. So, I oh, I, I just realized I can't, I can't watch the game now. <laughs> No, it's on ESPN Plus. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, man, your game's on ESPN Plus. Thank God. I was, I, I was about to lose it. We beat your ass by like 20 on Stadium at, up in the Riley Center. Oh, yeah, I don't watch that one because I thought I had to pay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Episode 18, Noah Goldberg from Richmond. I am not drunk enough to do this podcast, but we're going to power through it all the same. I am. I would only take that trade if you threw in Chris Mooney's hairstylist. There's an old picture of him from like when he coached at Air Force back in the day, and his hair looked the exact same then as it does now. It's just a little <laughs> bit grayer, but the flow is phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, it's not my flow, but it's like for, for an old guy. So. so there are your nominees for the wow. first category of the Schmitty Awards. That's tough. Best A10 fan. That's a very stacked category. It that was, is tough. It was hard to choose, you know, between everybody. And I told you going into this, because we were kind of talking about the categories and where people could go, I do think Captain Beer has a little bit of an unfair advantage because we are a Bonaventure podcast, and he is a Bond right. man. However, it would not take away from how funny he was and how good he was. Uh, he, ah, man, this is tough. I don't know. If, I, if I'm if i being totally objective, I truly don't know. Just listening back to that, is, I was I was laughing. Ryan Paleo, Mr. Mayhems, a man of few words, but boy, he makes up count. And then we heard Zach Miller, who we have on today as well. Always a guy. If you just want to have a guy on to shoot the shit with, he's always the one to have on just to kind of hang out with and, and not really have any direction, just kind of like, you know, like we're just hanging out. Yeah, and we'll listen to Zach in a little bit, but let's get to our next category here. And now, the Schmitty nominees for best segment, Final Forecast. Final Forecast today, we are looking at, we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games scheduled at this moment for the weekend. We have one game. chance of all these games actually happening. We yeah. have to actually have the four, we need a COVID forecast for all these games. Absolutely. A higher chance that one of these gets postponed than any of the precipitation that I'm seeing. Episode four, Unfinished Dreams parody. We all knew, we, we all knew he'd win this money. So confident, I, I emptied my kid's college fund to bet LaSalle to cover Whoa. against St. Louis. College is expensive these days. Now my wife left me, and even worse, I have to vote for Bernie. That's a bad thing. Episode 5 80s trivia. Alright, you gotta finish some lyrics here quickly. This is what it sounds like when blank cry. Babies cry. Angels. Dogs, <laughs> Prince. Wake me up before you blank. Go, go. Boy, you go, go. Yes, wham! Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wake me up before you blank. Go, go. go. There we go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Episode 9, Miami 2057. Seeing the lights go out on Flatbush.
You okay? Episode 20, Olean's Sales Pitch to the Atlantic 10. Hey, Atlantan, come bring bring your uh, bring your tournament to Olean. You come, you see all of our different squirrel statues. Uh, yeah, what he said. St. Bonaventure for the Atlantic 10 tournament. Thanks to climate change, it'll be beachfront like Atlantic City before you know it. There it is, best segment. I really think that Miami 2057 could be the underdog here. I don't know if that was a heartfelt way of getting people through the travesty that was A-10s getting canceled. Yeah, and when you wrote that, I think it was probably late February, maybe very early March. We actually didn't think that A-10s were going to get canceled. Or maybe you thought that there was a small chance, but we really thought that the tournament was going to happen at that point. So we kind of made this post-apocalyptic song, and it ended up being 100% true. All right, here's the last category in the first round of the Schmitty Awards. And now, the Schmitty nominees for Best Fake Mark Schmidt. Hey, that's me. I'm not fake. Episode 1, the Mark Schmidt introduction. You ain't gonna stop this Boston boy from winning down the Bronx. You already know how we do it with Manny, with Poppy, with Noma, with the watches. Oh, never mind the Apple Watch. Forget about that. Episode 6, Super Tuesday, Schmidt. I was hearing some people that were saying after the LaSalle loss that we needed to concede, that we needed to drop out and suspend our campaign. Let me tell you one thing. After tonight's win over St. Joseph's, a complete domination. We are not fucking conceding, baby! Episode 13. Mark Schmidt and Dom Welch watch football. Newton will keep it. Yeah, good move, Cam. Oh, he lost the ball! What? The Buffalo takes over! Hey! Oh, my God! What? 31 seconds left. That's absolutely unfucking believable This is all your fault, Dom. You shouldn't have been here. You jinxed it. Episode 16. Mark Schmidt's Christmas Vacation. Nobody's walking out of this fun, old-fashioned Bonnie's Christmas. No, no. We're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm Bonnie's emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap hap happiest season since Bob Lanier tap dance with Bubba fucking Gary. Episode 17, Mark Schmidt's Festivus. Don't laugh too hard over there, Keith Dambra. I don't know if you think that iced tea is going to make you taller, but it ain't working short stuff. <laughs> Last and certainly least, Mr. Travis Ford. I bet Santa's leaving you more just for men hair gel under the aluminum pole, right? <laughs> well, too bad we don't do gifts on Festivus. <laughs> so there you have it, the third of our six Schmitty Awards. We will have polls for you to vote on these three categories at sbunfurled.com. We'll also be tweeting out the link. It's in the normal podcast description that we post every week when we put up an episode. I love your Schmidt impression. It's, 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 I mean, I, Wait, I, it's me? I, I laugh at it. I had no idea. Man, when we were putting this together, it was also difficult because we were doing a, a best cold open and we couldn't have your um schmidt inauguration in both categories so schmidt could win i mean schmidt may very well win two different categories 
The opulent one. There have been a lot of people talking about not only the stock market, but specifically GameStop and all these different stocks that have been going to the moon. I think it's hilarious unfurled because the Bonnies are going to the moon in the rankings, but so are all these different stocks, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I haven't been paying too much attention to it, but you'll you'll have to uh, fill me in if anyone knows more about it. I'm sure a lot of people know more about it than I do, but maybe we can we can hear from someone who has a little more insight than me. Exactly. I just keep seeing all these rocket emojis and moon emojis. I don't even really understand what people are doing specifically. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, Wall Street's going to crash down on normal people, but that's, you know, a different topic for a different day. But we got somebody here from the bandwagon who actually has been investing in GameStop. And he wants to talk about, you know, how much he's been doing so far. So, hey, thanks for joining us. Boys, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe what I did. I got this app, Robinhood. Have you heard of Robinhood? Oh, God. Yeah. Have you heard of the Robinhood app? I got this app. You won't believe what I did. I went on there, and you know that GameStop company, garbage, right? Mm -hmm. Garbage company going down brick and mortar. No one fucking does that shit anymore. The worst. So what I did, I shorted the the stock. I shorted the stock. I haven't looked Mm. at it in in about two weeks. But, uh, boys, I am going to be rich. <laughs> Wait, so how much did you put in there? Everything I got, 150 bucks. <laughs> your entire, so you have your entire life savings in there. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to donate it to the, to the Catholic church, but, um, yeah, I felt a higher calling and that was more money for me. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's <laughs> a good cause. You know what I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do with all this money? What's that? What? I'm going to head on down to, uh, to Aladdin's castle play um play some some some, uh, some ping pong and um yeah you know, some uh some some terminator 2 uh video games our okay, keeping it. our best sponsor alive the it's it's all coming for full circle <laughs> bandwagon paying aladdin's castle aladdin's castle paying us basically the bandwagon's paying us at this point taking all that money and just going straight to the uh, the the VHS rental store on state street mm Poppies or choice? Poppies. I'm a poppies guy. Ah, I'm a poppies guy. We are poppies gang here. I think I would fit in on the bandwagon. This guy is making a lot of sense to me. No, yeah. he is actually for once. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. Well, no, we appreciate you for calling. And uh, hopefully if you really hit it big in the stocks, we can get some money into the Riley Center. Definitely not. I'm keeping that money for myself. I'm going to reinvest it back into the stock market <laughs> because I've made so much this time. You could have bought a cardboard cutout with that money. I should have bought a cardboard cutout that money. Instead, I'm going to take all my winnings and I'm going to buy a bunch of uh, scratch offs. Ah, nice. This guy's got a smart investment, clearly. (laughs) Yeah. All right, boys. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate you coming back on. Before we get to Zach Miller, who was an awesome guest and has some great insight into the Billikens, I just want to mention one little bit of context because we recorded this on Sunday night. On Wednesday night, the Billikens lost to LaSalle, and it wasn't even that close in the end. So he was feeling a little more confident about the Billikens when we talked to him than he probably is feeling by the time he listens to this. Sorry about it, Zach, but here we go. We would like to welcome back our friend 
Zach Miller to the SB Unfurled and Friends podcast. You may remember him from the Atlantic 10 Tournament podcast we were doing right before, you know, it got canceled. He is from St. Louis University. He co-hosts the House That Rick Built podcast for St. Louis. Thank you for joining us, Zach. Welcome back. Um, I'd like to formally challenge Tyler Ralphs uh, to fight at the next Rough and Rowdy. <laughs> how do you first off? How do you feel about your uh, nomination as a Schmitty nominee? I am truly disgusted. Good. That's what you're going for. <laughs> I am. I hope you win. I hope you win now. Yes, I will. I will. Uh, I will show up in person uh, on the campus of Olean if I win. Hey, we, let's get let's get Tyler Elf on before the Schmitties, like this week or next week, and then we can have him versus Zach in the Schmitties. Oh my God, he said Zach the last time we had him on said that he would literally fight Tyler. And by the way, yeah. it's Ralph, I just, not I just Ralph. Did. You keep adding an S to his last name. <laughs> he's you're like, not important. Like my grandparents when they add Facebooks the or Twitters, like the S, they're Congers. Yeah, uh, he's not important enough to get his name right. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mister. Mr. Basketball New York doesn't doesn't hold the same water that it used to. All right. Well, I'm calling Jordi or Jet from now on. Jordi or Jets because of that. Fair yeah, enough. He had Jets, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's I true. He did have Jets. <laughs> what are you going to do? I bet he's not starting a uh, ball handling uh, empire. <laughs> I got that sent <laughs> to me in a text message. <laughs> I forgot about that. Somebody sent that to me. That's hilarious. He's down in uh, Texas training NBA players. So, I'm a, hey, you know what? Uh, if he can do it, uh, anybody can make it in this country. <laughs> so getting into St. Louis this season, we, we as Bonnie's fans are kind of unsure of what to exactly think about St. Louis right now because... Well, well welcome to the party. <laughs> but you guys have clearly been the best team in the A-10 before... Christmas and before at a conference ended before yeah. the Bonnie started playing. What are you feeling right now as a Billiken fan? I'm happy that the team is back. At least um, I was on the, over the moon about the Billikens going before they paused. I to the moon, to the moon. It's a lot of moon talk these days, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's funny because I mean, I was drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Uh, I still kind of am, but it's like, it's kind of just been a brutal season emotionally to like to run through because it can literally be swept away at any moment. And you're just trying not, I, I'm trying to find a balance between going headfirst into it and then like not getting my hopes up. Not because I think this is not the team. I think this is the team everybody thinks they are, but it's with the COVID pause, you, you, I mean, you don't know how this team's going to react going forward. I did not. I can't remember why, but I did not watch the St. Louis Dayton game. What did you say that was different? Like, was it just sluggishness, rust? Do you think I was in the arena, by the way? Um, and uh, just a little uh, humble brag there. Um, <laughs> it felt like there was a lot of yeah sloppy play. Dayton made a lot of shots that were just absurd. Uh, I think there was at least one double clutch and one that was just like thrown up one handed. Uh, Clutcher was I, Clutcher I, as usual. God, that fucking name. <laughs> so stupid. I don't even a, like Dayton objectively, but like Clutcher is such a good nickname. Sorry. It's a dumb name. 
I, I now, um, <laughs> I don't know what I think. Dayton just made the shots, and and Slew didn't have a rhythm. You know, uh, I think a lot of it was the layoff. I do. I don't want to make excuses, but you have yeah, and you have to make those shots. And the Billikens didn't. And yeah. uh, Dayton Dayton made some absurd shots. I mean, if you can go back and look at the highlights, like you just there was at least four or five where you just throw your hands up and go, well, okay, that's gonna be this kind of night. Yeah. That seems to happen against rivals sometimes. And it, it was, yeah. I mean, for those of you listening who, I mean, most people do know that St. Louis was on pause for a while, but it was like a month, wasn't it? Almost yeah. Exactly. yeah. Had so to be the was, longest pause in the country. Except for our women's team. Our women's team was on, our women's team went two and one into, or was two and one going into conference play. They didn't, oh, I, wow. I, I'll tell you this much. I lived in Florida all of November. I went back home, uh, stayed with my mom for a few weeks while I got my new place set up. And I lived in all three places, but before they played another game, <laughs> like I was still in Florida when they played their, their last game. And I oh was my in God. my new apartment now, yeah. uh, when they played the first conference game, that's how long they were on pause. I would have rather had it like we had it, I think, because we were, I mean, we were one of the last teams to start and it took forever and it was the longest off season. Um, and we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. I would have rather had that than to get started and then go on pause because I feel like you just got teased. I, I think I think Sully put it out there about Dayton that, and I think it's a dirty little secret that nobody's talking about, is that I think a lot of programs uh, probably low-key expose themselves early before like leading up to themselves. Well, I mean, don't want to get too conspiracy. Don't want to get too QAnon, but you oh, know. Hey, we, we got, Richard oh, please, up, please, so. please. We, um, want to hear you anon. SL, SLU anon, please. <laughs> SLU anon. That's good. That's good. I'll give you that one. Um, no, I just, I do think that there were teams that just were like, Hey guys, you saw a lot of videos come out of, especially early in the pandemic where players were doing like they were doing secret like pickup games like did anybody right. see these i mean it's a real like it's like no, I, they I were out there planning yeah like different i mean a lot of st louis guys went to like down to like the columbia area which is where mizzou is and played like games. columbia missouri not the country yes. columbia yeah they, no, they columbia, didn't go down missouri. to south america to play basketball <laughs> uh, basketball and blow that's what columbia does <laughs> Well, what do you think overall this season? Because it's hard to decide between if the Billikens should be playing or if they shouldn't be playing because even if everybody is technically testing COVID negative, there are situations where players are having long hauler syndrome. And when I saw you guys cancel the game against Richmond, which we can get into later, but I first thought that there was some kind of issue with one of the players, but it turns out there was concerns on your side about what Richmond was doing, but what do you think in general about the players for your team now that they're technically free? I mean, the only one I really, I mean, I have concerns about, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, all I've seen is, I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor, even though SLU has a top notch medical school, but right. uh, yeah, no, I mean, the only one I would be nervous about is Fred Thatch. Uh, given that he had the uh, the saga last year with whatever the hell he was going through, I still don't. I'm still not all that sure. Was it like stomach pains or some 
stomach ailment? It was, it had to do with, and I don't even want to like say too much about it because I don't know for sure, but I know it was a lot of cramping. It was a lot of cramping in his legs and he wouldn't, um, uh, he just couldn't recover. Like he would go and be fine for a practice. And then uh, after practice, it would take him like two or three days to get back to full energy. Well, I wanted to ask you that to kind of lead into what I wanted to talk about next, which is the whole Richmond St. Louis game. Because at <laughs> first, a lot of us were thinking because, you know, we don't like Travis Ford. We're not very fond of Travis Ford. I still I don't get that. Like it's 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 a little bit of, you know, his reputation before he went to St. Louis and also also it's a little bit of the look of him, but cuz he's what short or I don't know, he just looks like a greasy uh, you know, small town pastor who cheats on his wife. But that's his loss. I, I mean, not, did, that's, a, did, that's an unfair accusation. I'm, I'm not accusing him of that. But I'm just saying that's Derek Kellogg was way worse looking in that. I was just oh, totally. That. Yeah, totally. I'm not. That's that's not me. You know. No. Um, but, excuse Derek Kellogg. But what I'm saying is that at first we were thinking St. Louis up to some shady stuff, and then it turns out that you guys had legitimate concerns about what Richmond was doing. So, from your perspective, yeah. what do you, what have you seen about this whole Friday Ten situation? Uh, it, <laughs> Dude, I it's it's the most insane. It's the most insanely gratifying uh, last twenty four hours uh, for me, uh, and I think the rest <laughs> of Billiken Nation. And I got to imagine Chris May is uh, Chris May, Travis Ford, the doctors, it's uh, the team doctors, uh, the entire staff has to be just laughing their ass off right now. In a way, I mean, I guess you can't really laugh your ass off at COVID, but they're laughing at the shot. Yeah, of Floyd, right? yeah, exactly. Um, Basically, what the way I understand it is uh, somebody on the medical staff didn't like an inconclusive test. So I think SLU's protocol is to not play with an inconclusive test. Right. That sounds right. Yeah. But Richmond thinks that's okay. Uh, so Richmond was going to play or was thought they were good to play, but in reality... Um, SLU was hesitant to play uh, a team with an, inc- an inconclusive test. And then uh, SLU got on the plane. Uh, Richmond's AD, John Hart, uh, the the douchebag that he is, uh, gets on and goes ahead and makes a statement while uh, basically SLU is in the air. I don't even know if Chris May was – I don't know if Chris May was on the plane or anybody that could make the statement was available. And I know a lot of SLU fans were kind of bemoaning the fact that that SLU didn't make a statement that they didn't get out in front of it, but it turned out, I guess that they made the right move uh, because now uh, John Hart looks like a, just a straight up liar. And here's the weird thing about this whole thing. This dude, John O'Connor, that's like a, uh, the beat writer for Richmond. Mm -hmm. Like he's like stomping for the program, like absolutely just like doing as much as he can to defend them on Twitter. It's insane. Like he was legitimately asking why SLU wasn't forfeiting the game. Like he really? brought up the idea of the four. Yeah, it's cr- like I've never seen a beat writer like that would not fly among like St. Louis uh, journalists. They would not like they would not defend SLU at all. I, I it's just a bizarre, bizarre uh, situation. But those two guys can really just fuck off, man. John Hart, um, John Hart, John O'Connor, those dudes, I mean, talk about greasy. I mean, to to just straight up lie and try to – 
put it all on St. Louis University. The fact that, I mean, Chris May dunking on on John Hart is just awesome. <laughs> I've had my differences with the SLU athletic director, but I'm so happy for him on this one. What do you think of this from the Atlantic 10 conference perspective? Because they it seemed like they did sanction the game. They must have been okay with Richmond's uh, protocols that they had. And another layer is that the tournament is in Richmond, in, in that exact arena. So, I mean, the, the conference seemed okay with it. What do you think uh, needs to happen going forward? Have you thought about that at all? Uh, I think they need to move the conference tournament to uh, St. Louis University. No, I really don't like that it's at anybody's arena, honestly. I, would, I wish they would move it to, like, Couple high school gyms, honestly. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, anywhere in the Palestra in Philly. I I I agree. Actually, I would go with that. I don't like that it's on anybody's floor. I think if they're gonna do that, they need to put up curtains around the arena. It shouldn't look anything like anybody's home arena. It's yeah, it right. sucks. But so I mean, I think they definitely need to take a look at what kind of operation Richmond's running over there. No, it's true, and that's that's a legitimate concern because if. You all had this issue pop up right now. What's going to happen in March if there's seven teams, we'll assume half and half, seven teams are at Richmond and some of the coaches are concerned about what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, you can't have a tournament there. You just, you have to, it has to, I don't, I don't know what the A10 needs to do, but I think they need to, have some sort of clarity on that you you either don't play with an inconclusive or you do play with an inconclusive. They need to they need to come out and say 100% either way. And obviously I think as a not only a Billiken fan but as a, as a fan of basketball and a fan who doesn't like to watch covid pauses happen, I think you have to you have to say an inconclusive test and you can't play. Can we all all three of us just take one big deep breath right now and imagine a world without COVID. One, two, three. Okay, a world without COVID. That was How nice. do the Billikens match up with the Bonnies? Um, I think really well. Um, I think you saw that last year. Uh, I think I don't. I haven't really looked at the the Bonaventure team uh, that's on the court this year, but just because I, we, I think everybody's so wrapped up in their own team because you don't know day to day what's happening. But I think I think they match up well with anybody, and I'll say that like even though they lost to Dayton, and I, I'll put it on the pause. I don't care what anybody says. I'll put it on the pause. But right. the fact that like if you want to stop Perkins, okay. Then, then Jimerson's open. If you want to stop, you know, Hassan and Linson inside, okay, you've got Perkins and Jimerson on the outside shooting. It's this team is last year's team, but with shooters. And it's this team is that good. The, the team is that deadly in so many different ways. Do you have anybody that can stop uh, Jaron Holmes? I couldn't tell you who that is. <laughs> Jaron Holmes, he's basically been our best player offensive threat this Jared English previously Jaron English but like he's a slasher he's a he's a three so you have anybody there I mean Goodwin can guard anybody we can I mean everybody one through five can guard anybody except for maybe Yuri Collins Yuri Collins is about the only guy who I don't 
necessarily trust guarding, you know, like a like a four or a five. But I mean, Hassan can guard guards. Uh, Jordan can guard big men. Perkins can guard. Good one. I mean, he's probably the best defender in the league. I mean, if we're not, if we're talking about under under maybe six seven, he's probably the best defender in the league. Yeah, I think I think he he doesn't get the headlines because of the flashy steals from uh, who's that? Gilliard at Richmond. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, he's a great defender. It, it, Goodwin, you see so much of Goodwin that like at some point you ju- you just kind of get frustrated by certain things he does because he he has the ball in his hand quite a bit and he he does he is so prevalent in the offense that he's ripe for making mistakes. I guess it, you, you know you're going to have mistakes and when you're so involved in the offense and and that's kind of the issue with Goodwin. But yeah, he's I mean he's a great defender. He's a great rebounder. He's it's he's not going to get your star player uh, hype because he's he's not like a, a, a go to scorer. You know what I mean? Right. He's going to get his points as a junkyard right. dog. So right, yeah. Oh, we've had many of those. Just workhorses who aren't aren't the best shooters, uh, maybe not great three-point shooters, but I mean we have a couple this year even and and they just they make stuff happen. I mean J- uh, the Dion Wright award yeah. So I don't know if you want to get into the game anymore, but I did want to talk to Zach about what he thinks about how St. Louis's schedule is going to look the rest of the year because we are owed another game in the Riley Center against St. Louis. Do you think nope, that's going to happen? Nope, not going to happen. Yeah, it's We're true. It's true Why? because the funny thing about all this is we were supposed to have our virtual alumni weekend next Saturday, and so we had that open date, and we were hoping to have somebody come into the Riley Center, but for some reason we're actually going now to St. Louis. Well, it's easier to get here than to get there. So, oh my God, just fly into Buffalo and drive down. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you do, what, what, you can't you can't be driving, man. Flying's a safer safer air tra- air travel safer. Don't you guys charter planes now? <laughs> yeah, charter right into Bradford, man. It's a fifteen yeah, no. minute drive. Wait, St. St. Louis has never had any issues with buses coming to St. Yeah. Bonaventure. Am never. I right? We have never. I, I can't remember <laughs> one single issue. For those who aren't aware and don't remember, I forgot. It was like four or five years ago, but yeah. there was a drunk bus driver mm-hmm. who drove St. Louis to and from the airport. I forgot. And, it was and if, if Bradford, but yeah, that that that's why we were making that joke. And, and just a little plug: uh, if you want to hear that story from the horse's mouth. Uh, I'm trying to remember who we interviewed. I, I'm guessing it was Mike Crawford. If you want to go to our podcast, uh, the house that Rick built and check out the Mike Crawford interview, I believe uh-huh. he gives a really good, uh, a good firsthand account of that, uh, that ordeal. Didn't she like drive to the casino during the game and pass out in the, no, in the she bus? drove home. Oh, okay. Really? She drove the bus to her house. <laughs> even better yeah she thought she had already i think there was something going on with seneca allegheny because there's a casino like 15 minutes from bottom yeah she that she ended up driving home because she thought she dropped off the billikens nice yeah she this sounds like a lovely lady i want to (laughs) have her on the podcast get to know her it was a mess and then there was another uh i don't remember who told the story on the podcast as well uh, I believe it was in Olean, but uh, I think the bus driver mowed over a stop sign in Olean. 
Oh, you had a second bus driver situation? Yeah, it was a few, quite a number of years ago. I think it was an older one. It was, that was an older, uh, an older incident. I, lo- I love how the bus driver mow- mowing over a stop sign is like on your back burner as opposed to the first one that we were talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> What one made dead spin and one didn't. I'm picturing this happening this year later in the season and, and it's just going around Twitter and everyone's curious. Oh, it's another Richmond situation. Why isn't St. Louis showing up? Are they pissed about the Bonnie's protocols? St. Louis never showed up to the Riley Center and everyone thinks it's a COVID issue and then it's just like the bus driver got hammered and like went to a strip club <laughs> in Salamanca or something. That's yeah. I, I mean, it'll happen. I just, it's a matter of when I want to get into unfurled's idea of what the Bonnie's St. Louis game is going to look like. What do you think? We've heard from Zach. What do you think the game is going to look like? Like I said on the last podcast, it's been a while since I've watched St. Louis. Um, Unlike Zach, who hasn't watched the Bonnies at all this year, I did watch St. Louis at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and they were clicking on all cylinders. Having said that, they were playing really, really bad competition. I think I watched their game against like Arkansas Pine Bluff, where they won, had to be like 110 to 50-something. That was a fun game. It was just tough to judge how good you really were against a team like that. I watched that at a hotel in Nashville. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Nashville's a great place, by the way. No. Um, oh, yeah. Absolute shit show right now, though. <laughs> I, I, you can't get me to go there right now. It's insane. I yeah. saw you guys against NC State especially, too. And I was That's very the one I watched. That, yeah. that was, again, a tough one. That kind of shows what will happen, what can happen against a team that really only plays in, like, a, a you know, seven-man rotation. Because, I mean, NC State's good. But they did not bring two or three important players. But I mean, Slu is. I said I, I tw- started trying to do a, a John Rothstein type. You know, St. Louis basketball outwit, outplay, outlast. Because really, that's you know Survivor. that's gonna, yeah, like they're gonna you know that's how they're gonna win the game. They're gonna win games as surviving teams because or not surviving teams, but outlasting teams. Right. You know, it, with 10 minutes to go, the Billikens are going to take over because either your guys are tired or you're going to use your bench and we're just going to run over your bench. Are you confident that the evil Bills, not our Bills in Western New York, but the evil Bills are going to win? Or are you worried that the Bonnies will hold our first place spot in the A-10? I am. I want to see what happens Wednesday night first. But yeah, I mean, I'm worried, certainly. Oh, goal of standard. He's afraid. <laughs> He's afraid of you guys. Oh, no, I'm not afraid of LaSalle. I, I think we're going to, but I want to see us, I want to see us, you know, gel on the court against LaSalle. I mean, even if you guys win by 40 against LaSalle, I don't know what that's going to show you. It'll show me that the team has, you know, at least got some confidence back. Um, okay. You know, at least they've got their rhythm down. They're, you know, they're making shots. They're, I mean, they they couldn't make shit against Dayton. It was right. I mean, Slew was missing open jumpers, and Dayton was making sh- shots with you know hands in their face, double clutching bullshit. So, mm-hmm. um, it is what it is. Uh, I think we're going to be much better matched with uh, St. Louis than last year. I think, especially because. At the four spot, Attaway has been such a good defender and a better all-around player, I think, than what we were getting last year. I mean, at the four last year, we really got bullied by teams like St. Louis. 
Adaway a bit undersized at the four, but I think he's his athleticism. I think will will help us a lot against a team like St. Louis. However, they're shooting very well. I think they're in like the top fifteen or twenty three point percentage this year, which last year they were very average at the three. So I mean, you got guys like Perkins and Jimerson who do worry me quite a bit. So I I don't know. I really I'm very curious at how this will go because. They really punched us in the mouth like over and over last year, but I think we are really gelling right now. And this team is, this Bona team is, it, it kind of seems like they're on a roll. I mean, they, they yeah. are on a roll, but you know, St. Louis will be our, our best test yet for sure. I was surprised actually to see that we haven't been ranked since 1971. So hopefully it comes this yep. year. Yeah, I, I, don't, I hope it doesn't, but. Uh... <laughs> Why? It's good for the Billikens. Nope, because that means we. Nah. Uh, but that would that would imply that Zach sees us being happy, and that would make him sad. So <laughs> our misery makes him happy. I don't like anybody being happy. I don't even <laughs> exactly. like. I don't even like when I'm happy. <laughs> you're only happy when you're unhappy. Yes. <laughs> well, Zach Miller from the House That Rick Built podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here to preview the St. Louis game that is, you know, knock on wood, hopefully going to at least happen on Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, no problem. I didn't know it was going to be an hour and 45 minute ordeal when I signed on, but, you know. It's hey, literally been 53 this, minutes this minus was, other stuff. This was almost uh, comparable to having our bu- having my bus driver, like, get hammered on on a box wine and take off and leave me at the riley center when that happens in early march and you guys come to the riley center and the bus driver is at uh some random bar in bradford we will come on your podcast wait like ontario bradford pa no bradford pennsylvania oh i was like bradford ontario what the (laughs) well zach thank you so much for joining us thank you everybody so much for listening to us here be sure to Follow us on Twitter at SBNFurled, at X. If you don't haven't yet, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Zach, do you want to roast me for all this corny plugging right now? Manscaped.com, 20% off, promo code HOUSE. Not an official sponsor of SBNFurled and Friends, but if you want to do that, I'm not going to stop you. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us, and thank you again for listening to our one-year anniversary podcast. Have a good day. Yeah.